0: To be honest, we're not really doing a very good job at finishing the work. We can barely sustain 1% of our church with that type of money. How do we do full time mission and still get paid for it? Unless we shift from free time to full-time,
1: I don't think we're going to get anywhere. Welcome to the Hive podcast. My name is Vincent Boujour. You're listening to another episode of the Adventist podcast for missional entrepreneurs. And this was just Jesse Zwicker, president of Hive, talking about a fundamental problem that millions of Adventists have. We're working full-time on someone else's business. And we get home to spend time with our family and on sabbath afternoon the only few hours we have to rest and to recharge during those hours the pastor is making an appeal to distribute flyers again i want to help i want to share but i don't have time how are we going to finish the work
0: Yeah, that's a very common question. You know, we all have this question in our heads, I think, because we all want to go to heaven. We all we all want to be moving um, that road. And we know from the Bible, from, you know, Matthew 24, 14, that the gospel will be preached unto every nation and then the end will come. So Jesus will come once the gospel has been preached unto every nation. And. And uh, and we know that this is our commission, right? So it will be done. We know that it's going to be done. That's the prophecy. And then we know that this is our commission from Matthew 20, 28, you know, that this is what we should be doing. So um, the truth is, you know, does God depend on us to do this? Actually, he doesn't, right? Um, God is... He he, he will be much faster in finishing the work if he just did it with his angels, right? I mean, it would be so much faster because everybody would just, you know, everybody wants to do God's, all the angels want to do God's will, and they just want to help, and they're going to do it, and they're much faster. So they should be doing it. But the truth is that the reason why we've been given this gospel commission uh, in Matthew 28, you know, that we should go and share the gospel to all of the people around us is so that we can have that experience of ministering to other people and part, being partakers essentially of the nature of the you know the the love and care that God has for the people around us. And so and so and it's by participating in that that we get that experience and grow actually ourselves in our in our own character in our own unselfishness, you know, thinking more about others than ourselves um, in this process. So uh, there's a quote where where Ellen White mentions that that the angels will in the end where when the work actually will be finished that uh, that God will send some angels to preach some of it for us because you know, even then we're not going to be able to do it all ourselves essentially. Um, so he, he will definitely, you know, assist and even all the work that we're going to be doing is also going to be essentially by the power of the Holy spirit. So it's not us at all, um, that are like trying to do this in order to get Jesus to come back or anything like that. It's really, it's really just a privilege. It's an invitation that God sends us, sends to us to say, Hey, this is an opportunity, we can work together. It's like, it's like when I invite my son to come and work outside in the garden with me, you know, it, it, it's a privilege, you know, like he he loves to just hang out with me and do some work together. Let's do some work. I, do I need his help? Well, not really, but, um, but I, I want him to get that experience of caring for plants and, you know, helping to move some stuff around, et cetera. So, so that's really uh, part of this whole picture. Now, having said that, the angels, we have the Holy Spirit that's working on our behalf. We know that the the work of God will be finished by as an answer to prayer. You know, as an answer to to really su- supplications of the Holy Spirit, the latter rain to be poured out. The latter rain will be poured out as a response to the early rain being poured out, which the early rain is really our daily connection with God, our daily, you know, surrendering to God's to God's will, essentially, uh, and wanting to do His will, not ours, and and getting rid of our heart of selfishness and pride and putting in that heart of unselfishness um, that that is a miracle from God that He wants to give to us every single day, if we ask for it, and He will do it. So I'm, I'm, I'm that's the basis of all of this that we're going to talk about. But really, as the foundation, now we get to like, so what is it that the Holy Spirit is wanting to do in our lives and through our lives? And that's a difficult question because, to be honest, we're not really doing a very good job at finishing the work you know because every day right now we've got we've got like almost 400,000 people getting uh um, uh being born okay 400,000 like 385,000 i looked it up a few a few weeks ago 385,000 people are born today and tomorrow another 385,000 are being born which means we almost got like a million people being born every three days, okay? A little more than a million every three days. And and you know how many people we end up actually introducing to Jesus and becoming followers? You know how many of those? Of those 385,000, we get 3,000 of them on average right now that actually commit their lives to Jesus. So we got 385,000. Okay, 3,000 of those we, be, we we can reach. Then we got 700,000, and then we got 6,000 that we reached. All right. So do you think we're getting any closer to finishing the work? Honestly, we're not. We're getting much further and further away with the current method of, of how we're sharing the gospel. Okay. So this is what I really think that we need to be addressing is you know how do we shift our model to to a, a very different approach where we can really scale our impact not just not just go by adding but really going multiplication you know really going an exponential curve so that's really that's really what i'm passionate about and what we need to be like let's let's just be honest and have these kind of serious conversations
1: hmm wow yeah it's very brave and and great that you actually say that and um you know as you were talking i was thinking about an idea why don't we just hire more people you know and and get more people involved because i guess not a lot of people have time to do evangelism right why don't we just hire more people working for god and then they have more time and then we can i guess reach more people right what do you think about that
0: (laughs) yeah exactly that that would be Fantastic! If we had like unlimited resources and we could just hire everybody with tithe money, that would be great. You know, then we'd have twenty-five million uh, Avenists working full time with under tithe money. The problem is, who's generating that tithe money, right? So uh, we can barely sustain one percent of our church, about one and a half percent of our church with that tithe money, which are essentially the pastors and administrators, etc. So, So, and they're the ones that are working full time on this. And this is the broken model. This is actually what I believe is really the broken model is we think we're gonna finish the work by focusing on getting the pastors and these guys, the 1% of our church to to do the work full time and have 99% of our church sitting in the pews listening to these people's sermons which I like these people's sermons okay I enjoy them but this is not how we're gonna finish the work and and then the pastors so here's part of the brokenness of the model the pastors encourage all of us church members to join the work right they want us to participate And they push and they try to say, hey, let's do an outreach program. And you know how many people sign up? Nobody, right? I mean, like a couple of people, you know, like very, very few people end up having any time to do anything that is significant in the work. So they have a little bit of free time. And and we think we're going to finish the work in our free time. That's our problem. Actually, it's the free time model that really is not is not helping us move forward. We got we got 40 hours a week that we're working on someone else's business where they have their own mission that they're trying to achieve and we're getting paid to help their mission when 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 we're supposed to be using that time to do our mission, you know? and if possible get paid for our mission. And now that's the that's the big nut to crack is how do we do full-time mission and still get paid for it, you know, uh, without it affecting the tithe money, right? The tithe money, because, because tithe money is simply not scalable. So that's really our problem is we got 40 hours a week that we're working on someone else's business, and then we got you know, friends and family and hobbies and all this stuff. And then on top of all of that, there's a, we got a little bit of free time. And in that free time, we would like to relax, but the pastor would like us to do some mission work, you know, and do some outreach and distribute some clothing. So, So are we going to say no? Yes, of course, because God also wants us to have a balanced life. You know what I mean? So, so in the end, what, what suffers the most is always mission work, you know? So unless we shift... From free time to full time, I don't think we're going to get anywhere.
1: Wow. That's, um, that's pretty sobering, but, you know, very true. I, I, I agree. I, I think that we, we have to change it now. Now, the question now is, the burning question is, how do we get out of this dead end that we're in?
0: Yeah, so as I mentioned before, you know, uh, Testimonies Volume 9 says very clearly that the work of God and this earth can never be finished until our members, you know, our, our men and women comprising our church membership rally to the work. You know, rally means like they they jump into the work and unite their efforts with those of pastors and church officers. So. So we really need to see how we can activate the lay membership because it's the lay membership. And I hate the term lay. You know, I've mentioned this before. You know, lay is a very Catholic concept of the person, you know, that doesn't know anything about the Bible. They weren't able to read Latin. But it's the what I mean is really is the church membership of all of our resources in the church lies with the church membership. All of our resources, financial resources, all of our talents, all of the talents, all the skills, all the, you know, ingenuity, creativity, all this stuff, it lies in the church membership. It's 99% of the people that are sitting on the pews, they have incredible potential, but we're just inviting them to sit on the pews instead of get to work, right? That's where, that's the sleeping giant, the sleeping, you know, Goliath on our team that has not been awakened yet is our church membership. And we got to wake them up, you know, and say, hey, come, you know, wake up. Let's use your talents. Let's use your resources to advance the work of God in a more effective way. We've been trying to do this but we've been doing it in a free time model then there is the other model which is the tithe based model you know if you go into the ministry or something then you work in the church organization and you're you're working on based on tithe but then there is um, there's this whole middle section which is like the vast majority of the possibility which um, in the old testament, was considered basically the what they call not tithe supported model, but a self-supported model. So really a financially self-sustainable model. Now there's different types of self-sustaining models. There's the there's the non-profit model, which is a lot based on on donations, etc. Um which is similar to the tithe model, it's just based on like other types of donations. Then there's really the, the, the financially self-generative model, right, the financially self-sustainable, self-supporting model, business-based model. Now, uh, what we know from nonprofits and for-profits in the world is that that nonprofit, the share of the GDP of nonprofits has not changed in 50 years okay it's always been between 1 and 2% of the general gdp and the rest guess what that is it's private sector okay it's for profits they have the strongest influence in society because it's much more scalable than than is any donation based model so so the charity model is an important model and it's 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 important that we have it and we use it for especially for for supplying those vulnerable needs that people have that are not able to pay for any kinds of services or any kind of things you know like orphans and and you know certain uh problems when when you're helping these people they don't have funds to 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 be able to uh, pay for anything so we and we still need to help them and that's part of demonstrating you know Christ's love for these people but but at the same time, the scalable model is the, the the general model is actually what I believe is the business based model, which is what we call, you know, missional entrepreneurship. This is why we we started Hive. This is why we are trying to really move the needle forward in the missional entrepreneurship um, sector because we see that there's the greatest potential for us to have a more scalable impact. Have a more sustainable impact, you know, and 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 then be able to, to really employ way more people, have way more influence in society. Business people and businesses have disproportionate influence in society. So let's take advantage of that, right?
1: So basically, we want to get the lay people, or sorry, I use the term again. We want to get every one of our church membership involved, 24 million and more. And I mean, I can just imagine how that would be like. Now, anyone listening to this might be also getting excited. And uh, we're going to share after the break how you can be a part of this, how you can actually make it happen. And I'll give you a little tip here before we go into the break. Not everyone has to start his own successful business. So stay with us. We'll be talking more about that after the break.
0: Did you know that an Adventist college totally disrupted the dairy industry had the U.S. President's wife visit, and received publicity in
1: all major national and international newspapers? It's the most powerful example of missional entrepreneurship of the 20th century, and we want to continue with its vision today. Just click on the link in the description below and learn more
0: about Madison College and the Hive Business School.
1: Welcome back guys You're listening to the Hive Podcast And I'm here with Jesse We are talking about Finishing the work I mean it can't get much more exciting than that And full-time evangelism Now you have been hearing What Jesse has been sharing earlier And we want to dive right in With the next question And talk more about this Does everyone now have to start his own business?
0: Definitely not Okay Uh, There's not everybody is able to endure the, all the punches that you get every day from starting your own business and dealing with customers and finding out how to, you know, change your product, scale, you know, you know really going through this pivoting process and, and iterations and so forth and not happy customer. I mean, it's, it's, it's complicated, you know, there's so many risks involved. So this is really not for everyone. Um, it's not easy, and uh, and not not really. Most people are not designed to do that, but you know, um, the bottleneck for making for for getting everybody involved in this are the entrepreneurs. So that's really the bottleneck, so, and this is part of why we're really talking to the entrepreneurial community within the church is because we're the bottleneck. You know, we're the ones that are, that that allow, that unlock this potential for other church members, you know, to be able to participate in a missional business where their job now suddenly becomes aligned with their personal mission and with the church's mission, you know. So this is where we have the most amount of, of synergy and power is if we can start these kinds of projects these kinds of companies ministries you know missional ventures as as we call them um where where then your accountant should be a missional accountant you know and your 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 auto mechanic should become a missional auto mechanic you know etc so so everybody within your business now actually is is has a deeper reason a deeper meaning to 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 working in their job you know and it can still be a normal job but but they're shifting you know and the way they do it etc which we will have another episode talking about how to transform a business and how to transform any job into a ministry into a missional job into a missional business there's like Seven key areas on how on how to shift an entire operation uh, into a missional focus, and so so this is really the key. So, can you be a missionary wherever you are and at any job outside of like a missional business venture? Yes. Okay. No questions. We sometimes God calls us to work at at uh, at any any company out there um, and we can be a testimony we can be we can make friends with the co-workers uh, somewhat with our clients you know etc but the power that you have if the entire business is what i call you know missionally aligned with your personal mission with the church's mission it it's an exponential amount of influence that suddenly we can exert on society not just with our customers which is a major component all you know but then also with our employees and with our community you know with all the stakeholders around our business so this is really a key element where where uh the entrepreneurs which is maybe you know three to five percent of of our community of our church community um they're the bottleneck if we can if we can build more of these kinds of scalable businesses to allow our uh, you know church members to join this this idea you know that would be that would be the key we have a few examples of this you know like in Pauls Paul Paul was the perfect example he's he's kind of the first you know, self-supporter, at least in the New Testament, as we, as we, where we, where we actually see the model, because um, he had two purposes for his, for his business, right? For his, he had, he had a tent making business. He would set up shop anywhere he went, start making, you know, high quality tents and selling them. But his main purpose of setting up shop and doing this was really twofold first of all he had access to a class of people that he could otherwise not have reached so he actually reached people customers his customers with the gospel through his tent making business okay if you can use a tent making business you can use any business to do this right it doesn't have to be a, 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 a sanitarium or a restaurant although those are one of the some of the most effective ways. And easiest ways to reach people but you can use any business and then the other part was definitely sustainability because he he funded all of his mission trips where he wasn't working um including all of his co-workers right uh, barnabas and and mark and other people luke sometimes you know were traveling with him and he would fund the entire operation you know uh at great sacrifice as well and he was and he was really pushing uh that that dual piece of what we would call a self-supporting missionary or today we would call it a missional entrepreneur so 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 that model i think is 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 really key that we understand how to how to integrate those two and that would unlock you know all church members to really join in in this type of work right
1: yeah, praise the Lord. That's amazing. Now tell me at the end, Jesse, how does Hive play a role in this and how can we get involved? We've been sharing this previously in other episodes, but I think it's just good to kind of say it again and and, and emphasize here that this is not just uh, some, some fancy theory that we're putting out here, but we're actively, you know, by God's grace, making it happen. So uh, t- tell us a little more um, how we can get involved.
0: Yeah, so anybody listening to this can go on our website hiveinternational.org and sign up to our um, business directory. Our basically our membership—it's free. You can you can join. You can become part of this. We have we're we're um, we've launched an app that you can direct message to all the founders, all the business owners in the Avenist uh, world. Um, so we're we're trying to build this kind of a community where we can locally then organize as beehives, where you know, beehive networks where we're networking all of these businesses together to really be able to help each other, help each other in 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 all of these uh realms of things. And you know, one thing I just I just want to add that I that I wanted to share earlier, I think it's really important, is that the idea of our of employees, you know, working in, in, in Adventist owned companies, I think is part of the original design of our church. You know, from the very beginning, the design was for us not to just go and, you know, train nurses and doctors to to work in other hospitals. But it was for us to create our own hospitals. I mean, Ella White wrote entire books on just on how to set up hospitals and sanitariums and surgical centers and clinics and restaurants. You know, it's not, we, we're not training waitresses to work in any restaurant. We want to build our own restaurants, right? We want to build our own, you know, because if we have our own bakeries, our own restaurants, our own you know, tech companies, our own, whatever. Um, then we can integrate our values and our and our our beliefs into into the processes, into the 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 aims and objectives of our company and of our workers, of our employees. So this is really the key. So I I encourage everybody to join our community. Um, we're we're trying to you know we're trying to expand um, this this big vision and we can't do it ourselves we need everybody each one of you to start implementing this and building good what I would call you know use cases or examples of how this is done in your business and of course in our podcasts we're we're sharing we're interviewing, Many successful business owners in different parts of the world that are exactly doing this integration of faith and business, and how it's working for them. So, so definitely join us, and uh, we are here excited to support you in all of in all of these things in order to finish the work that God has given us for this time of our history. The time is short. So let's not, let's not waste any more time in our business doing something else uh, and, and just being focused on profit. It's time for us to move that needle to really um, integrate these things so that we get to have that experience uh, working with the Holy Spirit and working with the angels to finish the work of God.
1: You've been listening to The Hive Podcast, your podcast for missional entrepreneurs. My name is Vincent Boujour, and this was Jesse Zwicker, founder of Hive, talking about full-time evangelism. Now I have some more exciting news for you guys coming up these next couple of weeks. We have Michelle Dukumas next week, Monday 6 a.m., talking about funding, fundraising, and how to scale your ministry. That's going to be very powerful, and I hope you'll join us. And then the week after, Jesse will be back on the show, and we will share how you can bring your customers to Jesus. Probably the most important topic in the world. Now, join us, subscribe, and follow us on social media. And I love getting in touch with you. If you have any feedback, if you have anything you want to share with me and with the team, feel free to do so. Hello at HiveInternational.org. I'll see you next week.